You're now locked into another episode of Arrows to the Heart. The podcast that will either fix your relationship or end it. Please welcome the man behind it, your host, Arrows Miranda. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Arrows to the Heart. What? How is it episode 7 already? I have no idea, but I'm so happy to be doing this and to be helping you out in any way I can. But yeah, episode 7. Excited. Here we go. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review if you want, and if not, just listen. That's fine as well. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that affects many relationships. And it's not something positive, unfortunately, but that's okay. We still have to talk about it. And what we're going to talk about is narcissism. What are the stages of a narcissistic relationship? And what should you do if you find yourself in one? We're going to answer those questions right here, right now, in today's episode. And as you know, we do not waste any time here, so let's get straight to it. Relationships with a narcissist consist of four stages. One, two, three, four. But I'm going to add another stage, stage five. I'm going to add it at the end. But it's very important that we understand all the stages because sometimes we can be in a relationship with a narcissist. We can be in a narcissistic relationship and we have no idea that we are in one. So let's go go through it. Let's see if you can relate to it. And let's at least try to understand it a little bit. Let's start with stage one. I call this stage cloud nine. And this is why. This is a stage where you will be extremely happy. They will say everything you want to hear. They will do everything you like. And you'll feel like you met someone so charming and so loving that you'll tell yourself that this is the type of relationship you've always been waiting for. You'll feel ecstatic to be with them. Everything will seem perfect. They will pull out all the stops to make sure you fall head over heels for them. This is a difficult stage though, because we all deserve that type of love. I'm not saying you don't. You deserve that type of love. But it's hard to distinguish between genuine acts of love and a covert narcissist. And that's why there's three more stages. That's why it doesn't just stop in stage one. That's why I immediately want to go to stage two. So after you leave this stage, after you go through the stage of cloud nine, happiness, perfection, you enter stage two of a relationship with a narcissist. And this is when you start to notice a difference in the way that they act. It's subtle. It's very subtle. But you notice that now that you fell for them, and now that they know that you fell for them completely, they've become a little bit more critical. They seem more controlling, and you start to feel isolated from your family, from your friends, even from your own sense of self. However, even though you're starting to feel this way, in stage two, you still give your partner the benefit of the doubt. 
you even become less social because it seems like a small sacrifice in order to keep your perfect partner happy. You might not see it clearly yet, but you're becoming dependent on their love and their validation. Here's what you're not noticing either though, that while your partner, they gave you that love and that validation freely in the beginning when you really were falling in love with them, they now only use those validating affirmations to reward you when they get what they want from you. So be very aware of that. As we step into stage three, be very aware of that. But here we are, stage three of a narcissistic relationship. And guess what? Unfortunately, in this stage, it's not subtle anymore. They now openly put you down with insults. They belittle you and they have become very selfish and very manipulative. They will devalue you by mistreating you and by gaslighting you. In this stage, you'll begin to constantly feel like you're walking on eggshells. You'll begin to question whether you did something wrong to make them act this way. Why are they acting this way? What did I do? That's what you're going to start asking yourself. And you'll start wondering whether it's your fault that the relationship seems so off recently. In this stage, you're also likely to give control to them and to become defenseless because you'll be resigned to the thought that if you continue to show them how much you love them, if you continue to do everything they ask from you, then maybe, just maybe, they will love you back again. Maybe they'll love you like they did in the beginning. That's why it's such a dangerous stage. You know that something's not working. You know that they're putting you down. You know that they're criticizing you, hurting you, pushing you to your limits. But you're blaming yourself because that's how much they're controlling you. That's how much they're manipulating you. So that's stage three. It's not subtle anymore. It's very clear but you're still trying to show them all the love you can to get them to go back to how they were. But they were always a narcissist. That's the problem. And that's how we step into stage four. Stage four is when they discard you. If they have obtained what they wanted from you in the relationship, they're going to get rid of you. Narcissists might want the prestige of going out with you. Maybe they just want you to inflate their ego. Maybe they want money. Whatever the use or the need that they had for you, if that need is satiated, they might get rid of you and replace you with a newer model. It's like getting rid of a used car and replacing it with a newer car, a car that's going to continue feeding their ego. They see relationships purely as sources of supply, a supply of attention and love, even though they're incapable of returning that love, even though they're incapable of returning that attention. So they will discard you once that supply ends. The worst part, though, because that's not even the worst part, right? The, the part that a narcissist gets rid of you, throws you to the side, that's not the worst part. The worst part is that they will make it seem like it's your fault. They will make it seem like something you did is what caused them to leave. 
They will make you feel crazy and they're going to insist that you need help. They're going to try to affect your mental state. That's why awareness is key because you need to understand that this is a tactic used by narcissists. This isn't you. You didn't take them to that point. You didn't cause the breakup or you didn't make them act that way. This was all them. This was their manipulative tactics to hurt you, to use you, and to get rid of you. So those are the four stages. But like I said before, I want to add one more stage because there are ways out. This stage, stage five, is for the people who are hearing this podcast and who are realizing that they are in a narcissistic relationship. Your first thought might be, hey, my partner can't change. And while yes, certain narcissists can change, I have to tell you, it's going to be very difficult for them to recognize that they're doing anything wrong. Narcissists have a hard time admitting that they're at fault. So be very careful with that, because while it'll be difficult for them to admit that they're doing anything wrong, it's going to be very easy for them to shift the blame back on you for even bringing it up. So this is the stage where you don't give them one more chance. This is a stage where you stand up for what you believe in. This is the stage where you don't fall for their empty promises of change anymore. This is the stage where you confide in your support system, your family, your friends, because they see the situation clearly. They know that you don't deserve that. So stage five is all about leaving a narcissistic relationship and beginning your journey towards healing. And it all starts with making a decision that you no longer deserve that. It's going to be hard to see that, so make sure you lean on your support system. But it all starts with making that decision and really sticking to it. I say that because I guarantee that you're going to find resistance from your partner. They will see this as a threat to their ego. There's no way someone could leave them. So they're going to take that personally and they will do this. One, they will blame you, right? They will make you feel terrible for even thinking about do it, doing it. Or two, they will be charming and loving. They will promise you the world. They will promise you change. So the first step is recognizing it, making the decision and sticking to it. Don't give them a chance to find their way back into your life. The charm and love that you will get from them is nothing more than more temporary mind games to hide what's real and what's underneath. You know what's underneath. That's the truth. Not the sudden change. Not the sudden love. Not the sudden charm. So make a decision to leave and stick to it. Lean on your support system. They will be able to help you when you feel like you want to contact them, when you're feeling down, when you feel like you want to go back to them. Because the goal here is not to just leave, it's to stay away, to create that space between you and that narcissistic partner. Even if that means throwing away all the gifts, throwing away all the reminders, cutting out all those negative influences from your life and reconnecting with those that are trying to bring you up rather than tear you down. So that's the first thing. Number two is don't rush into anything. 
I know you might want to get back out there, find something new, a new connection that makes you feel better, but don't rush into anything. Much of what's been fed to you by your narcissistic partner, those words and those beliefs and those actions, they often remain with you for a long time and that's okay. So don't rush into anything. It's important that you begin by practicing self-kindness, by nurturing yourself and understanding that you are complete as you are. You don't need to lean into another relationship right away to feel that void to feel better. You don't need to do that. So that's number two. Number three is rediscover who you really are. Like I said before, when you date a narcissist, the way they treat you, the things they say to you, that sticks. You carry that with you and it's important to start rebuilding that image for yourself, not for anyone else, for yourself. Maybe therapy could help or maybe you can just lean on your support system and your family to help you and to pick you up when you fall down. But the important thing is that you pick up those broken pieces, those real pieces of you, the pieces you lost along the way, your hobbies, your interests, your passions, the things you loved, the things you always wanted to do. Pick them up one by one and start rediscovering them. Something that I suggest is write them down. Journal. I know you hear this a lot, but journaling goes a long way. Journal how you feel. Journal who you were and journal who you want to be again. Rediscovering yourself is not only going to help you heal from that narcissistic relationship, but it's also going to help you realize the things you might have missed when you dated that person and help you avoid making those choices again in future relationships. It's going to help you avoid those narcissistic partners. The last step I want to leave you with on stage five is to take it one day at a time. It took your narcissistic partner a long time to mold you into exactly who they wanted you to be, to wear you down. That took time. And just like that, similarly, it's going to take time to regain your true self, to feel okay again. But don't worry, there's no exact time frame. Take it one day at a time. Look after your mind and body. Keep a journal. Stop worrying about what happened in the past or what might happen in the future. You need to focus on the present. Set achievable daily goals. I want you to write down at least five things like today. I'm going to journal two pages, I'm going to go for a walk for half an hour, and I'm going to write down five things that I love about myself. Do that. Set those achievable daily goals. You don't have to be overly ambitious, just achievable goals, and congratulate yourself when you achieve those goals. Congratulate yourself on the small things. That's how you start to take things one day at a time. That's how you start to focus on yourself, to regain your true self, and to embark on the road towards healing from a narcissistic relationship. With that being said, I hope this episode helped you identify narcissistic relationships, leave narcissistic relationships, and embark on that journey of healing from narcissistic relationships. This is Eros Miranda, and this has been Episode 7 of Eros to the Heart. Thank you for listening. Show some love, leave a review, and subscribe for future episodes. This was Arrows to the Heart.